Good Monday morning, guys. My name is Jerry Miller, and welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us. A pleasure to connect with you through the I Love Seville Network on a show today presented by Keller Williams Alliance. Just a trusted name here in real estate in Central Virginia. And we have a panel of Keller Williams Alliance stakeholders, aficionados, folks that like to talk and offer guidance. Nikki Chambliss has a lot of fun on this show. You're about to see it. <laughs> Judah Wickhauer is our director. It's Monday. Today's a fantastic day to be above the mud. And if you have questions for our experts, put it in the feed, and we will relay them live on air. Let's go to the studio camera and the four shot. My friend Keith Smith, good Monday morning. Good Monday morning, everybody. Like I was saying in the intro with the hot mics, I had to put on my extra thick skin today because <laughs> I've literally got my timer set when the first zinger is going to come from Donna. <laughs> but in the we didn't even, we didn't exactly. <laughs> it already happened. <laughs> How do I figure that one out? That's a negative number? Yeah, it's like a rotation. No, no. So it has been three minutes since yeah. the last yeah. year. It's yeah. kind of like work acc yeah. Worst yeah. workplace accidents, right? Yeah. We so just the, need one of those. So, you know, I wonder how the Mets are going to do this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, but I feel like you might have another good two minutes until the next one. I don't think so. So, Donna, do us a favor for the half a dozen people who do not know you. Introduce yourself. Everybody knows. Knows Donna. <laughs> Who you are, what you do, and uh, we'll take it from there. So I am Donna Patton. I am the supervising broker for Keller Williams Alliance. Um, I keep people out of trouble. I do <laughs> compliance. I yes. check every document that comes through the brokerage uh, to make sure it is what DPOR says it needs to be. And um, I answer questions. I teach. Um, I do lots of different things. I also uh, volunteer with Green Dogs Unleashed and have a therapy dog. That's fantastic. Green Dogs yeah. Unleashed doing absolutely amazing, amazing yes. things. We love that organization. How's the market looking? You know, it's, it's looking, you know, depending on who you are and where you're at. Um, it's tough still because there's not a lot of inventory. Things are coming on the market, but we still have a backlog of buyers. Um, I was pulling some stats this morning and uh, built houses at Lake Monticello that are active this morning, 12. I can remember when you couldn't get below 75, because I've been doing this for 27 years. And so 12 to choose from. And it's just... Um, at a 4,300, mind yes. you. 12 yes. out of 4,300. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And those 12 are not going to stay on the market very long. No, they won't. <laughs> and we're going to talk about a Lake Monticello Perfect listing here in, 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 a few mi in a few minutes. But before we do that, um, so, so you're the compliance person, right? Uh -huh. uh, and you see probably more contracts than anybody at this table. Um, what, what are you starting to see that's changing in the last two to four weeks? You're starting to see, you know, uh, appraisal gap stuff, uh, home inspection being waived. We're seeing it in our world, but you see a lot more than we do. So mm -hmm. what, what, are you, what are you starting to see we, happening in the last few we, weeks? We may changed? be underselling Donna here. She may be seeing more contracts than just about anyone in central Virginia. I mean, <laughs> she's on a short list of people seeing the most contracts in a 300,000-person market. So this yes. is a great barometer of, uh, of perspective here, Don. And I'm just trying to keep the conversation moving yeah. so you don't bust my chops so much. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to do. I like there, having her on the show. There's lots of time to go on that. Yeah, case. we have an hour and change. Yeah. yeah, so I'm starting to see home inspections are starting to come back. People are asking for home inspections. Um, there are some appraisal gap 
you know, contingencies. And what I mean by that is if the appraisal comes in low, the buyer is saying, I will make up X amount of dollars up to a certain point um, before they have to renegotiate. Um, so I'm starting to see that, still seeing things go very quickly. Um, and, you know, I don't know. We're in a different area here than a lot of places around the country because we have the university, and so our market doesn't go as low as some of the markets around the country um, do, and things are still moving. Now, it's still challenging. Uh, I tried to get into a house in the city to show a client the other couple weeks ago, and I called the agent and I said, is your showing time, is there something wrong with it? And they said, no, we have 32 showings this weekend. Good uh, Lord. I was tell and, and Nikki, yeah. I would like to jump here in a minute. I was telling Jerry in our pre-production meeting um, that um, we have a client, we have an agent in our shop that is trying to show a home in Esmont uh -huh. and could not get a showing Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. I think yeah. they actually finally got a showing on Sunday at 730 at night. That's, Just think of that. That's yeah. in the dark. Yeah. yeah. That's 730. That's night. one of the benefits of hosting an open house is that it allows a batch of people to get through. You're not going to have that same privacy. And yet, in one time period, you can have a multitude of people check out a home for homes that are still struggling with having enough showings to be able to get all the buyers to see it that want it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel about open houses, Donna? Nikki loves them. I do. I'm yeah. a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, because I do wear so many different hats, I try to get the newer agents, if I have a listing, um, they want to do the open houses. Plus, that helps them to not only learn, but if there's somebody coming through that doesn't have representation, then they can offer representation for the open, you know, that house or any other house. There are, so... Um, this weekend, so I looked for open houses on Sunday. This year, or this Sunday, we had 31 open Shop, houses. Right. There were five counties that I looked at. Yeah. I looked at, at, plus the city of Charlottesville. Last year, the same weekend, there were 20 open houses. That's exactly right. Yeah. So it's interesting, and, and Nikki, please constantly jump in as, as, we're, as we're doing this, but we're helping our youngest daughter buy a home in, in Richmond, mm -hmm. and we actually took advantage of the open house slots yes. so we could actually see homes because we, we couldn't get on the list. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, I agree 100%. And I do think that part of that is, is that you do have a renewing of buyer interest mm -hmm. where a year ago they were kind of wore out. Honestly, I think everybody was wore out a year ago. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are like, okay, so let's just see where things are now. People still need to buy houses. People are still interested in upgrading or downsizing or upsizing or making a move so that they can then have an investment property. There are so many reasons in addition to like the death, divorce, diapers, all yeah. those that people want to move. Mm -hmm. The sticker shock of rates has worn off. Reds continue to escalate, and yes. as Nikki's highlighted, there's buyer depth in this market, and there's very little inventory. Perfect segue into what he's about to highlight. I mean, Lake Monticello, mm -hmm. a lot of years, I mean, I think this is safe to say, and you guys are experts in Lake Monticello, 
for as long as I've been here, 23 years, Lake Monticello, for most of that 23 years, has been an opportunity for young professionals, folks in their late 20s, early 30s, young families, to buy a house for the first time and then climb the housing ladder. He's about to talk about a house in the acres that has a list price of $699,000. No, $799,000. Is it $799,000? Yeah, $699,000. I'm looking at what's available. Just to add to that a little bit, since this conversation, you lost one at Lake Monticello. Now we're down to nine. So since we started the show, show, one at Lake Monticello migrated from... From active, active to that. To, so yeah. we current, just to put this in perspective, we currently at Lake Monticello have 32 homes in the pending status, uh-huh. nine on the market. And that is, I can't do the math That's that quickly insane. in my head with the absorption rate on it. But um, I, I, we can't go into too many details because I'm in the process of trying to win a bid on this particular home. <laughs> and, and a supervising broker and my supervising right here. Broker and, and Mrs. keep him in line. <laughs> and Mrs. Smith is texting me, behave. So, uh, but it's in the, the, the setup, set up the home a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in a subdivision called the Acres. Donna knows mm-hmm. it. I developed it in 97. Yeah. Nice. I bought the last 150 acres inside of Lake Monticello and developed into 151 acre plus or minus lots. This home is on the market for six ninety nine, and I ran the numbers this morning. The closest sale on that, and this is a sizzle reel here, Judah. The first one. Keep going, Keith. No pressure. Th- no pressure. Get <laughs> a hold on on this. The, uh, go, Keith. <laughs> uh, the closest sale price in the acres since twenty 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 two, and all of this year, there was there's a small subdivision. There was five units sold. Was four ninety five, and that was next to my home. Uh-huh. Had an apartment. So what the really cool thing about this house is it's a mother-daughter thing. So this talks a little bit about where the market is migrating and these multi-generational yeah. homes. Yes. And that's what our buyer is, my buyer. For is. affordability. For affordability. Yeah. That's yeah. literally what happened. Yeah. Mother sold a house in Florida, has a little bit of cash, not that much cash, right? We're trying mm-hmm. to make a play to go ahead and get it. We have multiple offers on that already. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. $200,000 over the closest sale in my neighborhood, and I'm loving it mm-hmm. because it's right next to me. Yeah. Um, and we got multiple offers on it, and we have to be super competitive, and we may or may not win the day, but we, again, I don't want to go into too many details. But this is a great over. talking point. It's a great how talking point. How it impacts point. comps, how yeah. it impacts the neighbors, how it impacts his taxes. I mean, but so we, many would, talking points. we would not be having this multiple comp situation, in my opinion, if it didn't have a full apartment in the basement. Right. So this is a this is a true yes. example of a mother daughter scenario. So I've been there since '87. You've been there your whole life. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so what do you think? Is this surprising to you? It is. Um, that surprises me when the other house, uh, the waterfront, came on at over a million. Yep. That was shocking because when I first started selling there, if you got a waterfront that was 500000 it was like, oh, my gosh, that's so expensive. Anymore, it's not there. You know, things have climbed. The waterfronts have gotten more impressive. Some of them have been bought for lower and torn down, mm-hmm. and they've built new ones. And so... You were saying about life changing. You better be careful with Mrs. Smith because she now knows that price, and I know she would rather uh, maybe move, and you don't want to. 
So that's number two. <laughs> that's a fantastic price. That's a fantastic asset. Yeah. So actually, the, the reality of it is, you know, I'm, we're we got to think it's going to close, and we can only say so much here. Right. But we got to think it's going to close rel- relatively darn close to oh, ask, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, if not at ask or slightly higher. If, if if it's a multiple offer this close to being active. So it's interesting. So this is going to go into one of the two things I want to really di- take a dive into is talk about this pass and fail, and for informational purposes only for home inspections uh-huh. and appraisal uh-huh. gaps. Right. But I can tell you, um, I mean, you would have a hard time appraising this. I can't go into details. Why, but why would it be a hard time appraising if there's a fully finished apartment? Because the comps there's no don't support it. Don't support okay. it, right? Okay. Okay. So what's going to happen, and this is what we're finding in Richmond, right, in the last in weeks. So you, homes that are sold multiple digits over list are now closing, which is now increasing the appraised mm-hmm. values, which is then increasing the sales price. So right. once this closes, obviously we have a new new comp. To, to, to go against. Um, but yeah, right now, you know, if you were to take a look at it, you would have to compare it against waterfront, and yeah. it's not a waterfront. Mm-hmm. Right. No. And it does have some really amazing features, though. And I have not. I've not done any research no, on this property home. at all. Yeah. Well, but it also, some of the things I think people sometimes forget, if I'm reading this right, it has a first floor primary bedroom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's big time. Not, that, is, is. that is huge. Yeah. That's a big deal. And I don't know about all of y'all, but I do feel like the general consensus is that buyers, as a general rule, instead of wanting to do the stepping stone process of buying, they're wanting to get something right now that has a first floor primary suite. Yes. Because they want to plan for the future, and everybody's trying to. And sometimes it's not just their future. Sometimes it's they plan on having a family member that they're going to need to move in. So you have mm-hmm. a huge age range, which is most of the ages, that would prefer a first floor primary. Yes. And a lot of times people, gosh, I was looking at some of my old videos at the beginning of like COVID <laughs> just life. Went to, by the way, Lake um, Monticello just went to eight. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Just, just yeah. went to eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, Sorry but, No, you're good. This is what we do. But one of my videos, I remember discussing how in one of the walkthroughs I was giving is there was a room that was separate from the kitchen and the living space, but was not technically a bedroom. And yet what would traditionally have been a half bath on the primary floor on the main floor, um, had been converted to a, a shower with, you know, not like a full safety shower, but a shower with a little seated area. Some of the things that might be helpful because their plan had been before they were selling, to use that front room as a bedroom as needed for family members to move in. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times finding creative ways to make that happen. But in this case, it's already there. And you have the apartment downstairs. I mean, it's big time. It's great. And how does that work with Lake Monticello, though? Because it's not, so it's, it can't be a short stay. No, 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 no. So this is a mother-daughter. It has to be a mother. No, but I mean, well, it, it's no, 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 it well, has, it has to, to be a family member. You cannot have an unrelated family member or unrelated right. party living in your home. Right. It's against According HOA. to HOA. No, no, totally. Right. And how does that work like, so right now, I have three people who I call my children, and technically only one of them is. What yeah, if, but, but that's different. You're taking okay. them in. So this would be, you You could not, to, to add context to that mm-hmm. individual home. He's talking about income producing. Thank you very right. much. Yeah. I but couldn't rent it and, rent, and rent, rent it to Donna. It would yeah. need yeah. to be like an unofficial kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And yeah. it all depends on how nasty your neighbors are. Right, right, right. And I would be your neighbor, by the way. Let's get Donna's take to end this is real here. What does Donna Patton think about 699 k list at the acres in Lake Monticello and Keith just highlighted 
eight active listings right now yeah. in a 4,300 plus unit development. We started at 10 about an hour ago. When right. the show started. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on this listing? It's a beautiful listing. Um, it is surprising that it is so high, but again, it's a two-family, not really two-family, but you know, extended family house, and those are sought after. There are so many people right now that they want their own space, and they cannot afford to buy their own house. And so they go in with a parent or a brother or a sister or whatever, and they get a house that has two living spaces so they can be private and still share the cost. So this is a prime example that my client is without specific details, right? Mm -hmm. So sold a house in Florida. Mom has a little bit of cash. The couple actually has two homes at Lake Monticello. Uh We're going to hopefully use the cash to buy down the ask price to about half, mm-hmm. right? And then and then what they're going to do is they're going to sell the two other homes, bring the cash in, and eventually they'll pay that the balance off. So they'll end up living in a home yeah. that is pretty darn close to debt-free. Mom is downstairs, kids and so forth and so on are upstairs. Uh-huh. It's a life-changing thing. There's a there's a baby on the way, so Grandma's there to help take care of the nice. the, thing, the baby. And it's what my mom and dad and us are looking to do in our right. house. But it also yeah. puts in perspective... And let's welcome Quentin back into the program. We love you, QB. Woody Fincham, hello. Todd Rath, we'll get to your comments. The real estate investor and the owner of Blue Toad Hard Cider. Hey, Todd. Um, It also puts in perspective how difficult this is for first-time homebuyers. If multi-generationals are scooping up property here for affordability purposes, not everyone has that luxury if you're trying to buy a home for the first time. But it's a potential solution because you're also Mm -hmm. seeing this at the first Do time. You know my parents. I just kidding, mom and dad. I love you, mom and dad. I love you, mom and dad. Well, and I will say, so some of the multi generational purchases are going to be homes that you're not really competing with most people right. who are looking for their next home. Touche. Because this is a five, three and a half. That's true. Right? And it also has a lot of other perks to it, right? That's so it's a gorgeous home. It, yeah. Not only is it a beautiful yeah. home, but it's got a hot tub. That's a forever home. It has hardscaping. Yeah, that's the words that we use when we walk through that's it. That's a forever yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So we'll find a lot more out in April once NAR releases its 2022 uh, <laughs> generational reporting. Uh-huh. I, I think you're going yeah. to see... A multi-purchase, a multi-generational purchase, considerably up, and they a bunch of data they'll talk about the size, how much, and all that kind of great well, stuff. I really loved when we had Anna Antigua and Anna Antigua as a guest, um, and she was talking about that's how a lot of her clients were operating, regardless, sure. is they were collaborating to start with. Okay, this home, we're going to work together. We're all going to do this together. Even if it wasn't fully multi-generational living, they were collaborating as a family to one person at a time be able to get into home ownership. So to focus on Lake Monticello, just to add a little bit to that, there's not a single home below 350 available out of the now eight. And that used to be the go-to for trying to find something under 200. Right. Yeah. Not that long ago. In 2008, when I got at the villas, it was between Lake Monticello and the villas. Yep. And I chose the villas because of close proximity because I was in the bar hopping days. So being close to the downtown mall was important. Also, at there's the time. some yeah. nice convenience to being close to yeah. anything. Right, yeah. close to anything. Pick or choose your thing. Kate Lucas giving you guys props. Uh, let's hey, get Kate. the comments for you guys. Woody's already highlighted that it's going to be a fun appraisal. 
And he means yeah. that tongue in cheek. Yes. yes. Right? Yeah. Well, so it's interesting. It may end up being cash or 50% cash right. down. And I'm real curious for Woody. And I want to give Woody a shout out. Um, we would not be competitive in our Richmond offer we're doing for my daughter without Woody helping us out with some desktop uh, appraisal. So that's an availability out to agents and nice. buyers here to go ahead and do that. So Woody, thank you. I, you, you made the difference. I, I don't know if we're going to get it or not, but I think we're going to come close. Mm -hmm. um, awesome. Jamie Turner and Culpepper. He says, this is happening to me right now in Culpepper. Mm -hmm. I bought in 2022 for 620000 The same model is for sale at seven ninety nine right now. Wow. Now, here's the flip side. He's now gaining equity, right? Appreciation. He's also got more tax exposure. That's also flip mm -hmm. side. Well, uh, it depends on what the tax assessed value is versus yeah. market. I would imagine his is going to go up if the model's selling at over time. It'll go up. 170 k more than his house. That is uh, the flip side. Todd Rath, the real estate investor, two sold next to me in less than five days in Stony Creek. One over 550, one at 700 k and those are just the ones that I know of. Hey, so those, this is happening everywhere. It is. Those who are watching and listening, go out to go out to Blue Toad and buy some cider. That's pretty awesome yes. out there. Absolutely. Yeah, so Donna, the question everyone's asking, is this sustainable? And it is only because we don't have any inventory. Once we start getting some inventory, no, I don't think it will be sustainable. Um, I think that you know, it's a double-edged sword. People don't put their houses on the market because they don't have any place to go. And people can't buy houses because there's no houses on the market. And so it's really tough right now with the low inventory for people to be able to do what they want to. So so many people are saying, okay, well, I'll make the house work. I'll do a renovation or we'll have mom move in or yes. you know whatever it is and so people are being creative and you know as i think about these um, multi-generational households we're one of the few cultures that don't already oh, do yeah. that right. as a standard yeah right. absolutely yeah. and i think it's a disservice and i think that's part of we're coming back to that and realizing i think the we, value have no there. Yeah. we have no choice we have no choice but i think well, also you, you didn't finding have the it value. back then either no right like you had you had a choice then, and it was a you know I think the whole idea is different. Like the idea of having mom live in sounds, sorry, mom being in the basement. I'm not just trying to lock you in the basement. <laughs> I joke about it with my 21 year olds, but when it's mom, that is no longer funny and acceptable. But mom in the basement, and you're working on building a family, and you're helping each other out, yeah. right? Like it is truly a like we like to talk about win wins a lot. There's a lot of value to be had in that. And having that community, I think, is one thing. When I was growing up, like, we had a tight-knit family, and there was the holidays and the things, and everybody spread out, and that went away. And I think that's a huge loss in, in life for your kids, for yourself, for support and stability and all the things. So to talk about this house, how it impacts so, me personally, yeah. because we're thinking about putting an apartment in our basement, and that's probably going to run about $100,000, $150,000 to go ahead and do that. And I was worried that I was going to overbuild for the market. Right. This home has now just convinced me that is not going to be the case, yeah. right? And mm -hmm. so um, we're 
Mrs. Mrs. Smith and I are going to have a conversation this afternoon, meaning my mother, <laughs> not my wife, about that. But look, while you, one of the yeah. great things about having guests on the show is I get to play with numbers while you guys are talking. So I just ran Lake Monticello, what has closed from January 1 of this year to today, and the median sales price was 335 for that same period in 2022, from January 1 to 327, it was 308. That's a that's a 10% increase. Mm -hmm. So if you bought a home in February of 2022, and today it is now worth 10% more than when you bought it from there. So we're still in double digit increases year over year over year. Yeah. Thoughts, guys? Yeah. Um. <laughs> It's, it's something I never thought I'd see. Um, and going back to, like, first-time homebuyers, I'm glad to see different lenders, and we've talked with Scott Morris about programs that they are having to help, help the first-time homebuyers because of the facts that it's tough. It's really tough, especially if these first-time homebuyers have student loans, you know, um, and it's really tough to try to get in and get anything. And I know my son, when he sold his house, um, he lived, we have an apartment in our lower level, and um, he lived there for a year with my granddaughter. And then finally I was able to find him a house that he could buy at Lake Monticello. And... It was tough. He got beat out several times, and he was just really frustrated about it. And it is frustration when you keep getting beat out on stuff. It's demoralizing. Yeah. Um, well, but it's, oh, go ahead. No. Sure. As the panelists said, it's yeah. about um, tenacity and stick to itiveness. Well, and a lot of this is, I'm thinking about strategy, because we were just talking yes. about the prices in Lake Monticello. So I bought my one and only investment for right now, not counting the home that I reside in, um, in 2020. Yeah, I think so. 2021, the beginning of 2021. But it listed at the end of 2020. And it was one of those, sometimes we talk on this show about finding the, the lucky things for your buyer. Mm -hmm. Like the out-of-area listing agent who doesn't put it in our MLS. A lot of times it's a great opportunity for your buyer. In my case, this happened to be an REO, a bank-owned property. Like one of the last ones, I think, that, that happened. And the bank overpriced it. And that gave me an opportunity. I actually completely ignored it at first, even though the listing agent reached out to me. I was like, hey, I know you work in these. And I was like, yeah, that's not, I can't, I'm not going to waste time going to even see it at that price. And because of that opportunity and being one of the first people willing to pay for a home inspection before I made an offer and just be like, oh, yep, I, I want this. Um, please make it mine. And it was, and I worked my tail off for it. And there was a lot of creativity behind that like needing to have a lease signed within so many days because I was counting income that didn't exist yet. So that's a risk not everybody wants to take. No. no. But those are some of the creative things that within the risk tolerance of your clients that we need to be able to do. That strategy is key. So that's what we end like up it. doing. We're bringing like inspectors it. to showings and all this stuff. But mm -hmm. Donna... Um, this may be a bit of a slippery slope, but I'm, I'm going to give it a shot any, anyway. So back on home inspections, right? Mm -hmm. So there's two terms that have been thrown around a lot lately that I'd love to figure out if we can clarify. Right. One is for informational purposes only. Mm -hmm. What the hell does that actually mean? Well, that's the problem. And then what secondly, pass or fail. 
There you go. So what, in your opinion, what does it mean? So for informational purposes only, you know, and sorry, sound like an instructor, when you do contingencies, you have to, if, if not, then what? If you don't like it, then what happens? That's exactly right. So you really have to fill those gaps in, and that's why we have forms that are written by attorneys, and if it's informational purposes only, okay, you take the negotiation parts out, but it still but you gives still... you an out if you don't like it. And it says where that earnest money deposit goes if there is a problem. And it also gives you an extra five days if you have to have more structural, like a structural engineer come in, somebody like that. So real quick, I'd actually speak a little bit into the mic so people can hear your okay. awesome, awesomeness. Yeah. Um, but that's interesting because that's not what informational purposes for only means to the market. Right. Right? So it's interesting because agents are giving you that but still giving you the out that is not for informational purposes only. That's pass or fail. Right. Right? And yes. so what's happening is you're seeing offers for informational purposes only but they still want their out. So as a seller, I'm going to immediately discount that. Right? What? The offer? The offer. Absolutely. The offer in totality because of that. Yeah. Well, if I'm competing against one that's scratched, if, if, they're, if I'm representing the the listing side of things, right. and I've got one or two that waves home inspections altogether, but are doing informational purposes only, but have to get out of jail free card in it, you are now in a weaker position. Mm. That's good stuff mm -hmm. right there. Your thoughts yes. on that? Yeah, you are correct. I had a client uh, last year. They won out. There was an escalation clause that was upward of 100000 higher than theirs. Oof. And because they did not do a home inspection, they came in with cash. They were a quick closing. They won it out. Sometimes the price is not what somebody's looking for. That's exactly right. Yes. Do not forget to find out what it is people really want. Because assuming is going to mean you're probably going to lose out. Yeah. Assuming is not a good idea. Well, and everything we're talking about... People are on different websites. If you are really interested in buying a house and, you know, maybe it's you're not right away, you need to get with a local realtor. You need to get with a trusted advisor that can help you, that can get you with a local lender that really can help and then will be there to find things that as they come on the market meet your needs. Mm -hmm. If you're just searching websites, you're going to miss out. So on that sure. vein, I've got permission to share this from my buyer, which happens mm -hmm. to be my daughter and son-in-law. So I've got permission, <laughs> I got permission to do this. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Make that and into a And you are real. two? <laughs> Three. Three. Oh. So, so the way we are defining... <clears throat> For informational purposes only, we're putting in other terms exactly what we're what we want it to right. mean. That this the home inspection is for informational purposes for the purchaser to understand their home. Period. Uh -huh. Purchaser shall not make any repair request of the seller. Period. Right. So it's abundantly clear. We still want the inspection. Right. But we now in the home inspection addendum said, but we're not going to ask for repairs and uh -huh. we're not going to say get out of jail free. We want to know what's in the home. So when we buy it, we have an education about the home and we can move forward. So let me ask you this. Right, this is what I was looking for. <laughs> 
In doing that, what happens if you come up with a $20,000 structural problem? So that's a great question. So to me, that's a material defect, and it, the, the report will get handed to the lender. And then the lender will have a problem with closing it, and then we got to deal with it. As long as you have a loan. That's a, well, in this case, we do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, your out, that's your out, then. That's mm -hmm. my out. That's your out. That's yeah. my out. And the other part that I think we probably that's all good stuff know. Right there. How do you feel about that out? Oh, yeah. How do you feel about that out? <laughs> it's a little well, gray, but she knows how do you feel I, about she knows that I can do it. Yeah. But if you're <laughs> is a that cash a legit purchase, out? it is. Yeah. But if you Because the lender's going to say, I'm not going to lend the money on the house at that number because there's an issue with the house? Because the contract's contingent on financing, and that always goes to closing. Yes. Right. So mm -hmm. if there's radon, it's a backdoor out right there, Smith. Uh, I've been doing, I've been doing right this for there. 35 years. I know. That's so, a good out right there. Uh, if there's, uh, we're not, are we allowed to use mold? The word mold. Are we allowed to use that word? Uh, Only when you're fungi. saying interstate service company. Interstate <laughs> service company. <laughs> Home's best. Friend. Home's best friend. And they're, they're watching right we're, now. We're <laughs> not using that if you're watching all of us right now. I'm just saying. So the, the funny thing about that. Jerry, do you, I don't know if you remember our November and December shows. Remember in November and December we were saying, now's the time to get interstate service company into your own yeah. and do that? And we're seeing this on the buyer side that homes that need updating are immediately being discounted. Yes. And the ones yeah. that have been in November and December are getting multiple offers above asking. Are you seeing the same thing? Yeah, I am. Um, I had one that was on the market at one point and there was a problem with moisture in the crawl and that we had a couple offers and they didn't make it. Um, the seller went in and had the crawl space encapsulated and put a dehumidifier yeah, down there. Immediately it sold for higher than we had even gotten an offer before that. Multiple offers on it after he did that. What do you think about so, that, Nikki? See, my brain's still on the whole home inspection deal, like, <laughs> separate of this. Like, I'm still hanging out there. I can't help myself well, We sometimes. can go back there if you want. Well, so I just feel like when we were talking about the, one of the key things that I feel like Donna said that is worth repeating, and her point was, that was if it is being financed. Yes. yes. There are a lot of buyers out there that yeah. are not financing, yeah. so your normal, traditional... I, I, really, it's a safety net of that financing contingency sure. Yeah. Sure. does not exist. And that's a really key thing to keep in mind for your cash buyers. And maybe they don't care and maybe they do. And knowing that and pointing that out is important. And now I don't remember where else I was going. I was just like, that's so important. Yeah, and so, I feel so, like it was so that, that hack repeating. only works if, if you need financing. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it's not like it's a, it's built into most every contract that has financing. And I think mm -hmm. sometimes people do forget that. Yeah. Don't. Well, that's, that's usually your job to not that's forget usually that. your first. <laughs> I refer to them as get out of jail free cards, yeah. right? Yeah. That's your first one. And I can talk about Yona and I's success on it. We, we have a pretty close to 100% close rate because we won't let somebody get into a deal that we don't think we can get to the back end. Yes. So um, this home that we have put on, I was there. I'm a recovering building developer. And we had a structural engineer with us. Yeah. So yeah. while we were doing the showing, I had the structural engineer walk through the house, and we felt super confident about everything on it. But at the end of the day, if there's something that we missed, and it's a material defect, um, Scott Morris is going to find out about it. Right. Yes. Yes. Well, and you're making sure it's going to be a win-win. Yep. And that's really what realtors should do, is 
you've got buyers that want to buy, you've got sellers, the other agent has a seller that wants to sell. Our job is to make it a win-win for our clients and get them what they want as long as there isn't a problem with the house. And so we really should work together. And I've had agents in the past get really upset when I send them something, either an offer or a home inspection. I'm like, you know, I'm doing what my client wants me to do. And unless you're the seller, why are you getting upset? Yes. So how important is it today to actually talk to the other side? Very important. Why is that? I call them, if I'm planning on putting in an offer for my client, I call them before even write the offer up. What's important to your seller? There you go. Is it the price? And everybody says, well, of course it's the price. Well, maybe not. You've got to listen to the rest of the story. Yeah. As, as is the, it the date that you want to move? Um, is it the fact that you need to rent back? What's important to the seller so you can craft the offer? So what makes me excited about this potential opportunity I'm working with the kids in Richmond is they need to be in the home. They need to stay in the home for a certain period of time. Mike. They are not moving from Seattle in a certain amount of time. So this may be the reason right. that we possibly win this. Mm -hmm. The other interesting thing is the number of offers have dropped in the last three weeks from 30 to 15. Same street, yeah. same house, mm -hmm. you know, four, literally three houses down from the one that we had 30 offers on. So what, what nice. do you think is going on there? Oh, gosh, with the offer drop? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know. Um, well, for one, honestly, we're about to be in spring break. So I think there's a high chance that anybody local that's looking is going to take a breather. Not everybody, but I think you're going to have a considerable amount of that. I know a lot of people who are looking forward to getting the hell out of Dodge for just a hot minute. And that doesn't mean totally stopping anything in life. Mm -hmm. But taking an opportunity to breathe for just a minute, because we all need that. And I don't just mean in our industry. I mean, if you're living and breathing and you have any tie to any school system that's about to have a spring break, you probably need a breather in your life right now. That's just what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So I do think there's going to be that. And on the other side of that coin is we get a lot of out-of-town people who come here to visit and in that time often want to look at homes, and that's their opportunity. So I do think that there's a chance that that could impact. I don't think that's the biggest factor. That was the thing that hit my brain, though, because it's close to home for my people's in my case, mm -hmm. we've had a two-and-a-half-year-old and a two-and-a-half-month in the house for a week, and I'm ready for a break. But that's <laughs> See, a there you go. No, but that's <laughs> real. Well, that happens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, yes. the difference so is... a five and a four-month-old. The no. difference is I haven't done that in a long time, so it was... I've seen the pictures. Mrs. Oh, Smith so and cute. Mrs. Smith are not... Aaron <laughs> How about this comment? This yeah. is from um, an agent who has requested anonymity. Mm -hmm. Ready for this? I, I respect um, that. I I just put in an offer on a home where the buyer waived the former home inspection after bringing in an inspector with them to a showing for a consultation, but not a formal inspection. Yeah. After hearing the inspector's thoughts on the home from the walkthrough, they felt comfortable proceeding without requiring a formal inspection. So before we answer that, I would like to ask a question, because this part of this answer will be important to this. Is it a VA or an FHA loan that they're working with? Okay, that's just, an important there's question. There's Keith's question, anonymous agent. Is it a <laughs> VA or 
FA. FHA. 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 Can I also Love. talk around FHA that a little Love. bit? And we may not all have the same thoughts on this. Well, let's see what the answer is. Oh, okay. And That's then dead should I clarify um, <laughs> the initial statement? Oh, I see the bubbles. Okay. The answer is coming. Dot, dot, dot. Typing is happening. Conventional. Okay, got okay. it. We'll talk about the difference of that okay. on the back end. Conventional. Go ahead. So I want to, can I do one take? I feel like we're each going to probably have a different take, and there are various um, sure. thoughts. And someone should set the stage. What You, you well, experts should set the stage of what this person is talking about here. Set the light. Oh, I'm not sure that I'm the set the stage person, but um, you, do you want to set the stage? Yeah, so they brought an inspector with them when they saw the house. Um, and they walk through, and very briefly, because a lot of times, if, especially if the uh, house is in a very sought-after area, they're not going to have a really long time to look at that house. And so the inspector said, hey, from what I can see, it looks good. And that's what, you know, a lot of times what makes them move forward. Okay. So if I'm the listing agent, I'm wondering... Did they ask for permission for that extra person? Because when I give permission for an agent to show the home, I am giving, and by me, I mean on behalf of the seller. So when that permission is being given, it's being given to an agent and a client. It was not being given to a home inspector. And so that's going to be a question I have. Yeah, the answer to that is not a problem because we are with them and we take on the responsibility of whoever's there. You would agree with that? I do. Yeah, so so it is absolutely... There is definitely a larger conversation going on around mm-hmm. this, though, yeah. where that is a liability because this is a service that some home inspectors... Yeah, we, you and I would push back and forth on that one because... The, serv- the home inspector you. is charging for his or her time to be there. That's exactly They're right. a consultant right. to the party. And plus they're licensed and insured. And I hear that, and also there is, this is not a my level thing, this is above me where this conversation is happening, where whether or not that can be done without the seller's permission is, is being asked and questioned. Yeah. I, I, I would find that extremely hard to believe that that would pass through. But let's stay, let's stay on why, yeah. why does an FHA and a VA matter ah. on it versus conventional when it ties to the home inspection or waiving the home inspection. Why is that important, Donna? Those are government uh, loans. And so when the appraiser comes through, they're going to do their own mini inspection. And even if you have waived a home inspection, there may be things that don't pass for that loan to be given uh, and there are safety issues. They're going to open windows, make sure you can get out if there's a fire. They're going to look for trip hazards. Mm-hmm. Um, so peeling paint, and it doesn't matter if it's lead-based paint or not. It's peeling paint. And so, you know, you may have waived the appraisal, I mean the inspection, but the appraiser may say it doesn't pass. So that goes back to how I work with the conventional. If we end up yeah. with something serious, we hand it to the lender, mm-hmm. and the lender now needs to deal with it. It becomes now a loan, a condition of closing. Right. And there is still an opportunity to work through that, most definitely, exactly especially right. with VA. I mean, FHA loans are, are fine and dandy, but VA is where my like my heart is, is my veterans and mm-hmm. my people. So, And all sorts of other people as well. But those VA loans tend to be quite strict. And when there's a list, there's still an opportunity. That is not a, oh, sorry, this is over. Kind of like when we were just talking about, you know, working with other agents and you send in that offer and you make that call and you're like, hey... I realize this isn't what you're asking for, but what it is is it's an opportunity to have another conversation. Well, the veteran right? has the right to terminate at that point. 
Yes, and a lot of times the veteran does not want yeah, to of because they not. really want to get in a house. Not. And so what I have found in most of, like, and I've only got so many personal experiences mm-hmm. with this particular aspect, but so far every single one of them wanted to find a way to make it work. Like, 99.999% yeah. of the time there's more negotiations. Than yes, that. yes. And sometimes it means sticking a ladder on the side of the house on a really, really hot day and slapping a horrendous paint job up, which I have done myself. My husband has done that. And and it was hot, and it was icky, and it didn't look pretty because I wasn't there to make it look pretty. I was there to slap paint with my buyer as fast as I could. Olga Morris giving Donna some props, calling Donna Patton an expert in the feed. What are that? Hi, Olga. um, Are you watching in Puerto Rico right now, Olga? I I think possibly here. Probably. Um, She's a realtor, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. Um, She's watching the program. She is. She loves the show. Um, So this is a very, listen to this comment here. Jonathan, thank you for watching. He says, so you guys are telling me we're back to multiple offers. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that home inspections are being waived. You're telling me there's appraisal gap coverage. And you're telling me the interest rate is well over six. Please explain how this is not the most difficult time for someone like me who's trying to get in the game for the first time. I bought my first house at 17% interest rate. It is difficult, you know, history will show you interest rates between five and a half and six and a half. That's a normal interest rate. We got used to these artificially low interest rates. And this is really, I think what got us into this was the artificially low interest rates. Now everybody's like, oh my gosh, this high interest rate. Yes, it's higher than the artificially low. It's a normal interest rate. And it is tough because we have short memories. So Donna, how much was that purchase when you bought it? Uh, it was 99,000. So yeah. mine was 18 at a buck and a half, 150,000. Uh-huh. Oh man. That yeah. was in 87, I think, or 88. Yeah. People do make the statement that the price points are very different. It is. So they are. And people do make the statement that the the debt load for families is very different now than when you guys bought houses. Playing devil's advocate for the sake of a culture. But I was making $5 an hour framing. I get that. (laughs) Student loan debt at an all-time high. Credit card debt at an all-time high. Absolutely. And you got housing prices at an all-time high. The the bottom line is, and you ask me this question all the time, I I honestly... this is probably one of the most challenging times to be a buyer right now. Oh, it is. Uh, that you could I say could, in American uh, history. Well, at least as long as I've been doing it. Yeah. He's not that old. Come on. Sorry, <laughs> sorry I didn't want to let Donna have all the singers. Oh, you know, <laughs> time since last thing. Everything's Five high seconds. right now. Yeah. It is. It's not just, just housing. It's challenging. Yeah. Yeah. It so, really is. Well, so I would really love to touch on some ideas. And I'm not saying that this is easy because it is not. Um, uh, first of all, I'm not that rude nor stupid to try to be like, oh, it's so easy. Just don't buy Starbucks every day. Please do not even get me started in that line of thinking. You're talking, uh, and, um, you're throwing a little shade at, uh, what's, his, what's his face? Oh, it's not even a specific person. It, am I calling out a person and not meaning to? No, you, well, who's the guy <laughs> that's, sorry, uh, sorry, I'm sorry. you know, um, uh, Yona loves him. Latte factor. No, what's the, what's Wait, the host that Yona loves? Uh, Profini. Uh, the other one, the uh, budget guy. Oh, uh, Ramsey. Ramsey? Yeah. I don't oh, no, think she, she loves. I don't think she loves him. She does not. Okay. He, he no, has not some valid fan. things, okay. and honestly, that's not the way I'm going to live my life because I also think that there is a huge value to be had for leveraging other people's money, um, which in my case right now are two mortgages. 
Um, and, and I think you have to know yourself because there truly are some people out there that cannot handle leveraging other people's money. It's just not a strong suit they have. Know yourself, right? Yeah. First and foremost. But also, if you're looking to buy, what can you do? And again, not easy to find a home that can be a stepping stone for you in whatever form that looks like to be a win for you, where you are purchasing below what your budget is, because then what you do is you pay more off and you are essentially giving yourself a lower interest rate, right? So find ways to work the system in a way that works well for you, for your family, for your lifestyle, for your budget, and works within the ethics and morals and laws that you want to work within. I promise you, you do want to work within those. Um, and that, again, it's not easy. But what are you willing to do to get what you want? What is it you really want? And that may change. So if you can go out there, though, and find a home that is below your price point and you're willing to maybe live a smaller life even or what feels like in a smaller size. Don't live a smaller life. Live your best life ever, right? But if you can do that within 900 square feet, and I promise you there are some serious creative ways I could talk about that all day. I can actually function within rearranging some small space living better than large. Um, But if you're willing to do those things, being able to do this and create wealth and create a better uh, budget for yourself long-term with some stability is totally there for you. Well said. Keith Smith's thoughts? So um, I want to kind of go back to that 3015 thing, offer that we had on it. Because what what I'm hearing and I'm starting to see in my conversations with agents and buyers, there's, there's a certain percentage are peeling off, right? They're like, I'm frustrated i don't want to do this anymore i'm mm-hmm. going to take a two-week uh break regardless if it's for uh, sc- uh spring break or whatever they're starting to get to i'm overwhelmed it's time to take a time out mm-hmm. i've had this conversation with my daughter and son-in-law i'm overwhelmed mm-hmm. i need to take a time out yes time out on it and i convinced them that this is not the time to do that this is the time to actually stay in and let those folks peel off Right, your percentages get a little bit better. We may or may not win this offer that we have in it, but I'll bet you we'll be the top one or two in it because we've stayed in it, we've adapted to the yes. market, um, and 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 we are betting getting creative in our ways to go ahead and make our offers. Back to the conversation on the way in, I'm talking to the agent. Look, I just want to let you know we did a desktop appraisal on the house, yada, 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 yada. Mm-hmm. We feel good about our offer. We feel this is where it's going to come out. And, you know, he must be talking about Yona because he said it must be nice to, it's nice to work with a professional on the other <laughs> side. So clearly he was talking about Yona. But so that may be the reason why we win the day. Who knows? Yeah. What do you think, Don? Yeah. You know, we've all had. Realtors on the other side, you're like, oh. Oh, don't let me go there. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't want to be that realtor. You want to be the realtor who talks to the other realtor. You want to be the realtor that keeps a cool head. You want to be the realtor who wants, you always look out for your client's best interest, but in doing that, that doesn't mean you trash the other side. No, of course not. At all. Ever. And so... You want to be the one that people say, oh, my gosh, I was so glad to see that offer come in from you. Yes. So um, Jerry knows what the six are, right, Jerry? What's the six? Oh, I know the six very well. In fact, you can put them on screen. <laughs> can you not, Judah Wickhauer? Let's put slide number one on screen. It's on Lo- Real Talk. Location. So yep. there's a home at Esmont, which is 
maybe not the best location in the world that we had a client that couldn't get a showing. That's yeah. still Albemarle County. Price. It is. Right. Features. Portion as well. Condition. Uh-huh. Timing. And... Who was on the other side. Matters. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And I got myself into a little bit of trouble by saying that uh, on a regular basis. Um, but it's true. Who's on the other side matters. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it could make the difference of a successful transaction, a successful mm-hmm. contract, and getting to the finish table. Um, and I'll let you two ladies jump in. Um, one of my, we're talking about difficulties of getting things on the contract, but isn't that like the easiest part of what we do? Doesn't the real work start after that? It does, yes. So, so tell Absolutely. us what that looks yeah. like. Yeah, it does. And I think that we don't do a good enough job making sure our clients understand that. Oh, yes. That um, we may look like a duck sitting on the pond, very calm, not doing anything, but we are paddling like crazy under the water to keep going. And that's what realtors do for their clients. You know, um, a client gets to go about their regular day-to-day business, and we keep everything going. We talk to the lender. We talk to the other side. We make sure everybody, well, we should make sure everybody's informed as to what's going on. When is the home inspection? When is the appraisal? Um, oh, my gosh, don't forget, before the, it closes, you, if it's on well and septic, you need to have the well test done. And, oh, you have to have the termite test done. And you have to do all these things to make sure it keeps going smoothly. And I think that we don't do a good job on making sure the public knows that because they say, ugh, real estate is easy. Uh, real estate is tough. Real estate is a hard job. So, Yvonne, which you know very well, yes. my youngest daughter, who is a teacher, our youngest daughter, I should say, is a, a teacher, and she is working, studying for her license, real estate license, and uh-huh. we're excited that we're, we're going to work together, and she's literally said that, oh, I thought this was a lot easier than what, what it actually was. Oh, yeah. we, ha- we have a whole program that we offer that is a no-cost to the student to get into the real estate school and have that if they do it within six months, it is no cost to them. And all they have to She's pay for... She's talking Keller Williams. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Keller Williams yeah. does. Our, our Keller Williams Alliance specifically. Right, right, right. We, we have a program because to us, that is one of our ways to try to have, have, support our mission of inclusivity. Yeah. Right? So if we can remove a barrier, and mind you, you know what? It feels like a small thing, and yet it's a barrier that we can remove. And so for us, that's a priority, and that's what we do. We also, through part of that, in in a way, like, I am sold on real estate being life-changing for anyone who wants it to be. It is. Like, I will promote that all day, every day, and I can't sit here and show you some crazy wealth. I'm not a Dave Ramsey. I'm not a, I don't know, who's the 10x dude or any of those people and it has been life changing for me and for my future already so right? why is, what talk about so, your life talk well, about why that okay is. let me come back there sure. but also the other side of that coin is we want people to have a good idea of what that looks like yes we want you to have this we want you to have the opportunity and understand that while we're removing this one fee to get started there are these other fees so prepare now get set up do what you need to do and we want to best set you up for, uh, for success so we have a required training that is a team that will help propel you in. So you're not sitting around spending money on fees for two years going, am I actually going to do this? 
you know pretty quickly if you're going to do it or not. And we actually highly encourage you if you're just using it as a place to like throw money, you know what? You probably could spend your money better elsewhere. Yeah. Or it can propel you forward. And let's figure that out faster and not after two years, right? So for me personally, I got into real estate as a single mom. I had been running a business that I really, really loved. It was a bookkeeping business, paper pushers. Be careful. I was your supervising broker back then. Oh, I, I didn't, wasn't going to say anything bad about Donna ever. I'm just saying, never, ever. Oh, oh my on. gosh. No. Oh, no. That curly hair had secrets. I'm just saying. We know too much about each other to not be oh. friends. Um, <laughs> and this is why y'all like me on the show. That's right. Um, <laughs> no, but for me, it was a, I loved my business. But I either needed to somehow have an Insta bachelor's degree and the time required in seat at a firm, accounting firm, to have my CPA, which was going to take me long time at minimum, yeah, probably six years yeah. realistically, right? Which also meant not work. I couldn't do it the time and seat in my own company because duh, right? It just doesn't make sense. And I was like, okay, so that's not an acceptable route. Or I needed to be able to have the funds to front growing my business in a way that I just didn't have. And I was like, mm-hmm. I have the business plan. I know how to make it work. I just don't know how to make the resources Insta appear in a way that is legal, right? I, I didn't actually know a way to do it illegally either, but I definitely didn't know a way to make it work <laughs> legally. So I was like, okay, I need to keep my options open. And I ended up with some random email from the CE shop. And I was like, worst case scenario, it's a tax write-off. And it only took me a couple weeks in to be like, this is what I'm going to do. Two weeks in before you got your license? Oh, no, no. Oh, God, okay. no. No, no. Two it weeks in of the school. Before I was like, oh, I'm definitely doing this. Yeah. Because I was trying to be reserved. I was trying to be cautious. Yeah. I, as much as people think that I am high risk, I'm not. I am smart about my risk. And for me, because I feel confident and smart about my risk, and the reality is, is there have been points in life where losing it all wasn't really much of a fall. <laughs> so it wasn't really risky if you really think about it. And then even now... Losing it all is not as scary because I know what I can do. If I lost it all, I know I can just get back in and I can build something, right? So when you know what you're capable of and what's out there, that takes away some of the fear of risk. So somebody out there who's thinking about getting their license, one of the benefits about this program is not only do you learn, and correct me if I'm wrong, not only do you learn how to take the test. You actually learn how to do the business simultaneously. Well, so not exactly at the same time because we do want them. It is one of those situations. So the, the very first point of entry actually is not the school. It's we use Kaplan as, as the real estate school that's um, worked for this system. We actually start with what's called K prep and it's probably no more than 15 minutes total. It's a couple of videos. You answer these questions in a blueprint, but what it is, is it's setting you up for the right mindset hey, why are you getting into this? What is it you really want? What is your support system around this? Because, hey, this is going to be hard. Mm -hmm. How are you going to actually make it through this? Where are you mentally, emotionally, spiritually? Because this is not just a career. This is a building life worth living. Having a a life by design. Maybe you don't need nor want to make 100,000, 200,000, 500,000 in real estate. That's okay. I don't have a minimum requirement. We do have a requirement, thank you very much, Donna, that you be knowledgeable and you know what you're doing and you not put yourself or your fellow agents at risk by being incompetent. 
So maybe I'm saying the same thing. I'm just calling it different. Maybe. I, it happens a lot with me. I, I've, no, no. I've, <laughs> it I've, does. I've only worked for myself since 1986. So, you know, you can never divide personal from business. It's no. always together. So maybe yes. I'm saying, talking about the business, that's what I mean. So it's a poor choice of words on on, on my, my part. You want to add a little bit to that, Donna, how that works in your shop? Yeah, so I wish I would have had this when I got my license. So yes. I got my license in 1996. Did it you was, say 1896? Oh, oh. Uh, that's okay. I was Sorry. in high school. I'm trying. I'm that was you. Oh, well, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Sorry, Donna. I apologize. Um, when I got my license, it was there's your desk, there's the phone. Good luck. There's the MLS book. Yeah. Good luck. Mm-hmm. And there was no training. And it's really nice that... Less competition, though. Uh, there was... What was it as depth? What, a 13 in car? 1,300? 1,200? Uh, well, I think that's the total About membership. 11. I would say real it was around 1,000, 1,100, yeah. something. Okay. Yeah. But would you say... Would I'm curious of this. As, as much competition, then? There wasn't as much competition. There weren't as many realtors. And the market in 96 wasn't... <laughs> Anything like it is now. No, right. 29 no. North was not 29 right, North. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like I was it, a whole it was like rural. You <laughs> sure. were in the boonies. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, we used to carry around laminated maps of Lake Monticello so we could tell what lot was what because there were so many vacant lots. And um, I really wish I would have had the training program. Well, here's um, a tough question for you guys. And I'm the layman on set. Mm-hmm. Um, are there too many, too many realtors working in a 300,000-person market? We've said oftentimes on this network, the most competitive space of business, restaurants, number one by far, uh-huh. too many restaurants, but that's to our benefit that we have too many because it holds them all accountable. I think the yes. most crowded sector of work, number two, is you guys. Are there too many? But you said working. Well, you got there a you thousand go. working? Do you have a thousand mm. working right now? Uh, uh, see that? How many working would you say? Uh. So I'm literally, while you're talking, Besides I'm Besides hobbyist agent, <laughs> We'll take the well, hobbyist agent out of the mix. That's most of them. Okay, so how many would you say working? Would you say if I 10% had to, of the agents do 90% of the business? If I had to like say that, pick Donna? something off the top of my head, I would say probably no more than 10% or 10% do 90% of the business. Because you got to think, yeah. probably. Yeah. Like yeah. if people are like So you're talking 130 agents. Low, 130 agents are doing 90% that. of the business. Is that what we're saying? So it's very difficult to determine that. It's really hard. And I'm literally, as you guys are talking, looking at the statistical side on 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 NAR. Um, You know, the the reality the reality of it is, and just give me a few seconds here while I go ahead and do this, just out of curiosity. We all should should demystify that doing this is easy. Um, I've learned I've learned from you guys. You you your payday, if you get a payday, Mm -hmm. is going to be 90 days after you get it under contract, roughly. It's going to take you a year and change to earn any true money or good traction. I mean, you've openly said you need two years of runway, Keith. Well done. That's yeah. what you advise, yeah. and it doesn't right. have to take that. Right. But you do want to plan for that. And truly, I mean, think about it. If you were opening a restaurant, what's the first year you're actually planning on turning a profit? Year three, four, five? I, was like, I feel like three Probably. is a little, yeah. like, aiming high. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. Maybe ever. Yeah. If you're a restaurant? Exactly. Could be a vanity play for a lot so of people that own them. restaurant really is not a great way to go, and I'm so grateful that you all own them and run them yeah. and manage that Yes, because I would never, food. ever do that. That's where my risk tolerance goes. Nope. The closest I would ever come to that would be a coffee shop, and I'm mm-hmm. completely open to that. 
And yes, I know there are plenty, but one more needs to happen in my lifetime because it's going to be mine. Oh, <laughs> right. Changes. So I think um, she has her own anyway. I, well, she likes no, coffee. it's just my she life. She loves coffee. I, yeah, it's too. not even just about the coffee because I got into coffee at a point where I couldn't have an espresso drink that wasn't sugarified to make it not be a coffee drink. But what I loved was the culture around it, the idea oh, yeah. around mm-hmm. it, the conversation, the conversation, the community, the community. Yeah, no doubt. Yes. The, mm-hmm. the fact that that's a place where you meet and you gather just to talk about whatever yeah. or nothing because AirPods with noise cancellation is where it's at. Um, Keith's got data for us. Oh, yes. Give me some yep. numbers. Yeah, it's Chemistry. the smoke coming out of his ears. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I was really Hello. feeling left out, Donna. I really, because that's now what? No. <laughs> I'm up Four to or five. F- no, that's five. That's, that's, that's five. That's five. I'm keeping count here. That's five. Thank you, Donna. I, I felt very disheartened. I'm going to pivot this a little bit. Do you know who the largest volume agent is in our market since the beginning of the year to now? Is the it largest, The buyer? largest volume agent is probably someone that's got a relationship no, to list a, it's not a new construction. It's not, it's a, not someone doing new it's construction. Not it's not a someone. You know who it's it is. It's not MLS. And it, it, it is bright. Uh-huh. Yeah. There so, you go. So... The law, so back to people in our marketplace that we did not deal with decades ago or mm-hmm. half a decade ago on that. We have Bright in our office now. We have in our marketplace right now 70, total volume year to date, $79 million was the total volume of, not, of Bright agents, non car agents. The next closest one was $15 million. Who was $15 million? Uh, I, you don't want to say? Yeah, okay. yeah, I, okay. I don't. I don't want to. I, I will definitely get yelled at. Okay. For, for that. Okay. Well, an unrepresented buyer is high on that list too. Like I feel right. like that's safe to say. And if not, somebody should kick me. What's that? <laughs> unrepresented. unrepresented buyer is also high mm-hmm. on that list, depending on where you're pulling from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just doing a quick look at what has, what, what is the total volume sold from the beginning of the year to now. Ah, uh, I went eight, back a year. Eight. And I'm just talking about from day one, from January mm-hmm. one to now. Car only, the point car I'm trying to get at is even if we've got 50% of or 20% or 30% of car agents doing the largest volume of, of business, we also have that 10-ton elephant in the room. You know what? Oh, go ahead. Or do so, we? Not, well, we'll push back, please. please no, we really don't. So you've got to remember, some of these agents that are in Bright MLS are in our footprint their their company just prefers to be in Bright as to car. I would agree. Brian, Brian's asking, what is Bright MLS? Um, so that is an MLS that is in Northern Virginia. It's in Maryland, D.C., Pennsylvania. It's a very large corporate-owned MLS. Now Florida. Now Florida. We have to remember when we're talking about realtors is – we are licensed to sell anywhere in the state that we go. are licensed. And people have heartburn. Oh, well, they're from out of the area. Well, are you sure? Because I know of a bright agent that used to live here. They now live somewhere northern. Yep. I think um, I know who you're talking about. And they know the area. Yep. And so, you know, I have no problem with somebody coming in from other areas. I have sold outside the area, but I, I did have a listing in South Chesterfield County. I co-listed it with an agent down there. Thank though. you very much. Yes. So that's the big difference. Mm-hmm. The big I didn't difference know the area. is... She partnered within market. The big difference right. is 
if, if we have buyers up in Northern Virginia, we have agents that we refer out to. Yes. We, um, you know, Virginia Beach, so forth and so on, because yes. we are not experts in those markets. Yeah. On that on the end of it, I'm becoming an expert of Richmond now because I'm spending about six months in, well, the, in the market. Sounds like an office from a business building standpoint. When you put in Talk the extra market, work, right? the extra mileage, it's really not a good business decision. No. to go too terribly yeah, far. Your margin Even shrunk. if you know the market, you yeah. are one person, yeah. and that mm-hmm. mileage and that time is valuable for sure. But. Certain agents out of the area are not making the sales volume because there's no inventory, and now they're in our marketplace. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad no, thing. I get I'm just that. saying it's a reality of, of where it is on the street. Well, I guarantee a- you that most of those agents who are doing that are not working the most valuable thing to them as a business owner. And oh, I'm always going to bring this back to that business side because it's key, yeah. and I think it's often forgotten in the hustle of working in real estate really difficult run a business right really difficult okay go ahead yes but we're not working our database and i don't mean it depersonalize your people it's just that's the word it's what it means let's just use some language here difficult question for you guys are valuable like they are your people and if you so let me jump in here real quick we're we're 30 our shop is 30 percent over in volume than we were last year that's awesome right it's how about units sold? How about units sold? Purely, uh, I can't remember that number, okay. but I remember yeah. the volume. Okay. The uh, purely order referrals. We yep, do not exactly. do anything but referrals. Never done anything because you have yeah. relationships with your people, just like you a, those, a, a dentist office or a chiropractor or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's really more along the lines of how a real estate agent should model their business. Is you have these families that you serve, and that's the main. That's the meat and potatoes or. I don't know, tofu and and tofu. vegetables tofu. of of your life. I'm just trying to be inclusive here, okay? Yeah, yeah. Want, yeah. Um, include our vegetarian also, if, if you don't want the meat, I, I, we could eat together really well. I'm just De- Devil's advocate <laughs> for the sake of a talk show and a very difficult topic and question for the panel. Okay. okay? If you have such out-of-market competition in the blending of jurisdictional selling, which you've already identified that's happening, does that potentially put less of an emphasis on the car infrastructure. Oh, wow. Well, that, so. that's, that's a way above this panel yeah. conversation okay. on, on, the, on the end of it. You know, that's none of us here are, are on the board any longer. Um, nope. and not so, a talking point you want to? No. It's, okay. it's just, can we're I just not in the room. Can I value, though? Is that sure, okay? Sure, I don't know. Sure. Like, stop me if I can't. Well, I'm, I'm okay. a former board member. That's a former board member. But I've you're not. I've not been one yet. So I have applied. I will be applying again this former year. Former president. Yeah. No, so I have found car to be incredibly valuable. I do think that car is part of the glue that helps our local community of agents be so collaborative. I do too. And I found that really, really valuable. And I feel incredibly fortunate that I did start real estate with some amazing, and it just happened to be all women, amazing women who encouraged me to be involved locally and with car. Mm -hmm. And I was able to build relationships there that helped me find my go-to lenders, that helped me find agents who... We might not be at the same brokerage, but we all love on each other and we support each other. I also we think, don't do broker I, I, things I, I, with I'm each other. I'm going to play off of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I also think Carr has really uh, done a really good job of, of um, managing communication 
and the brand for the community of agents and is very good with humanizing and localizing and personalizing agents. We are people, we're your neighbors, we live in this community and and there's a power of numbers that would not have existed if the association was not here. So I want want to play... Others don't do that. Sorry, I have to say that. Other associations do not do those things. Don't assume that this is what it's like everywhere. CAR really humanizes you guys. Yes, they do. Which is important. I am working on a series of Monday panels. We'll have to talk nice. offline a little I'm, bit I'm on it. on that. Where uh, I, at Friday I was uh, part of the the Regional Housing Partnership Summit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there was oh, a yes. ton of real estate agents in the room, and I was talking to them in between sessions and pres- doing presentations and meet, uh, moderating on stuff. And I'm actually doing a panel bringing in real estate agents to talk about all the work we do outside of real estate. Right. Yes. And folks don't really connect the dots on that so yeah. we're, we're working on that everything from you know Sarah to yes. what I do with the land trust and, and S. Lisa Herndon's doing mm-hmm. and Foodie all these Bank. and you doing oh. with, with, with your rescue dogs Green dogs and dogs, uh, um, yeah. NARAP a lot of our agents are involved in getting a local NARAP chapter started we're, we're which on. is the national association we've got a, we've got I, a had zoom. To, I had to step down from the oh. board because we had too many people from our oh, brokerage I didn't know that. we got a zoom call for that That's, I'm I excited know. about I that I'm still here to support and help. Cool. But National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. I may have said those words in the wrong order, but I'm close. Well, don't yeah, me. but I, everybody has a My dyslexia there. screwed up big time. Um, Too many letters. Yeah. You guys make the, um, the show so easy. I sincerely mean that. I mean, just sitting here having fun, it's 1130. Yeah, look oh, at man. that. It's just wow. a breeze. Donna Patton, you are a, a true professional. Yeah. Like Thank you. any time on the show, please. And Nikki, like she knows you've... the things, like all the things. Oh, and <laughs> if so, she doesn't, like, then I'm not sure really who you should go to. And I want to give Nikki some props. <laughs> um, Nikki has absolutely blossomed on this show with Without her perspective, doubt. her take, yeah. her commentary, level of confidence, and, and the knowledge she's passing on to the viewers and listeners. Literally, I've seen it over the course of. <laughs> A year sitting next to you. I sincerely Thank mean you. that. Donna, how like we're having a Bambi moment where I could just, you can call me Flower. I mean, you, you are just <laughs> crushing it. And, and Keith, this panel's fantastic. We should offer some uh, closing thoughts for everyone. So, just that you know, I've, yeah. I, I, 10 0. 10 to Donna, 0 to me. Oh. That's the official count. You need up your game. Great on this. Yeah, you think? Uh, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Closing comments. First off, um, and I'm just going to really quickly circle back to Carr. I love Carr. I we are known across the country as being one of the top associations. And also, I encourage all the new agents all the time go to Carr because when you know who's on the other side of the transaction, not just a name, but you actually know the face and know the person, it makes it easier. Yes. All well said. Yeah. Good advice, Nikki. Okay, so I'm going to go back to a thing that I realized I really don't talk about much on this show at all, and that is if you want to change your life and you want to do it through real estate, there is always opportunity. And I really loved how you were asking about are there really too many people. Here's the thing. Every year, no matter what the market is like, no matter how many realtors are in place, no matter how challenging inventory or interest rates or whatever, you always have not just a rising star. You have a rising star and you have people who go out and kill it. They don't listen to all the reasons that it won't work. They go out there and they show you that it will because it will. Mm -hmm. Because if you work it, it works. And there are systems, there are proven methods that, that we have that show you that it works in any market. And you can thrive in this market. And if you can thrive in this market, imagine the foundation for a business that you're creating to change your future. 
that was awesome. Yeah, that was inspiring that was right there. That means yeah. I can have this conversation all right day, there. every day. <laughs> just fucking crushed it. I'm you, ready to go out and run through some fire for her right now. You should play that at the, the Keller Williams rookie meeting every year. When you live it and you believe in it and you see it, it's yeah. really, really easy to share that. It is. Nicely said. The Keith, truth. you got to follow that. Forget about it. Um, you know, the truth is easy to tell. Yeah. Right? Uh, yes. The truth I, is easy don't have to, to tell. Think about it at all. You don't have to make up anything. Nope. It's, it's very easy to tell. So yeah. this week, uh, rest week, we got a couple exciting stuff coming up. Nice. Uh, three amigos on Wednesday. So Scott Morris is going to be in the house. So we're going to talk a little bit of interest rates and uh, chickens, probably at some level. <laughs> we always talk about chickens. Um, but Friday, I'm super excited about it. It's the beginning of our political roundtables. We're going to have uh, Lloyd Snook in the house and Michael Payne in the house, um, fresh off of our summit, which they were both attended and were in part of panels that we were we were part together. So we're looking forward to both that. Both running for re-election. They're running for re-election. Yeah. So we're going to talk about, you know, hey, what's going on? The, the, is my mustache in... Good shape or You're not? You're looking pretty good right now. I think my must. Don't me, thank you. you. Oh, oh, no, the back. In general. Oh. And the back. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, All I needed that little. After my 10-0 zing, from, I needed a little bit of All the above. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we're going to find out if my mustache is uh, in good thing. I, I, Neil, Neil, privately, which kind of is starting to. Oh, I think wonder. it's pretty clear, dude. He's starting to wonder that You're I might win this. Less than three months away. I might win this. This bet. And we'll talk about it more on Friday with the the city councilors and, and candidates. But starting next Friday, we're going to be stacking a bunch of uh, political roundtables. Looking um, forward to it. This was awesome. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's what we do. Katie uh, Pearl. We love uh, Katie Pearl. She says this. To Nikki's point, um, I was told to wait uh, until all my kids were in school before starting real estate. Oh, girl. And she goes, I'm so glad I did not listen. That's literally what she just said. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad I did not listen. She is out there. She's crushing it. Momming it. She is a. Can I share? Well, she shared on the show before. She has. Yes. A military spouse. Like and she just rocks her world. She does. But at some point, Katie, you know that I'm not. I haven't forgotten. I want you back on the show. Mama five. So, yep. Katie, if you're in town, Cubana. Um, uh, today, <laughs> yes. my two and a half month old granddaughter is waiting for me at the office. So come hug on her. She uh, could use a little. She's had enough loving, but any more loving would never be never too much. Never yeah. too KTP, you're eight plus people. She's Turn awesome. Her around. Absolutely. Oh, um, Real Talk with Keith Smith, presented by Keller Williams Alliance, online at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. Keith Smith, Nikki Chambliss, Donna Patton. We have to give Judah Wickhauer props. Yes. yes. Man behind the Imagine scenes. That makes it happen. Keith, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Nikki knows firsthand as the uh, front lady of Cake Fight. Yes. Um, yes. And they have a couple gigs on the horizon. Horsehead Resort on the near horizon. Six. Cool. The Thursday six. evening, yep. That's right. Yep. I, I think I'm going to be Lake there Anna for that. Lake Anna Tap House on the first. There you go. There you go. I love Siebel's show in 54 minutes. Thank you kindly for joining us. Take care. That was awesome. You'll tell us when the Thank mics are so off. Fun. This is amazing. That was, that was yeah. a great show. Absolutely. It was so easy.